and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with Justin the Clue and Colin Cunningham. And this week we watched a uh, movie that was suggested by one of the winners of our Patreon bad movie lottery. Who do, we, who do we blame on this? I mean, who do we thank yeah. for this? So the so we are a bad movie podcast, Colin. <laughs> yeah. As Colin kept repeating as I was screaming while watching this movie. So uh, the winner was enjoy. the winner of the contest was Elizabeth, and they suggested that we watch this movie from Australia from the seventies called. It's either called Oz. Sometimes it's called Twentieth Century Oz. All right, number yeah. one. The original Wizard of Oz, the famous one, came out in the 20th century. Uh, that's oh. right. So Maybe this that's is why they crazy. changed the name. Yeah, yeah. So we decided to really torture ourselves and have a Wizard of Oz evening, and we also watched The Wiz. But it came close to watching the Chevy Chase comedy Under the Rainbow. <laughs> well, yeah. Has anybody out there seen that? Tweeted us because we thought it would be too miserable. I remember Jay mentioned it on uh, Red Letter Media, and it looks reprehensible. Like, it's supposed uh, to be like a comedy, yeah, but yeah. it's Chevy Chase and Carrie Fisher are. <laughs> I don't right. know what their roles are, but they're in charge of having to take care of the little people like who, wrangling worked, who the, worked on the, the Wizard people. of Oz, and it's supposed to be like a hotel comedy, but like Nazi spies get involved. Oh my god. Yeah, it's not supposed to be good. It's supposed to be a comedy like most Chevy Chase movies. Yeah, but anyway, 20th Century Oz uh, is uh, an Ozploitation movie. Oh man, we looked at this poster and I got so excited. It's it looks like really cool. A glam yeah, it looks rock like a, musical. Yeah, and yeah, it's it advertised like, as a... Follow the yellow brick Rock and, Yellow rock, rock, and rock, roll. Roll. A, a rock and roll, roll road movie that's also the plot of The Wizard of Oz. Sounds great, right? And the listener got uh, me really hyped up when I read her message. She was like, oh man, you know, it's kind of bad, but it's kind of fun. It's awkward. It's full of stereotypes. I was a little bit misled for this movie because I thought it was going to be a musical. I mean, everything you'll read about it yeah. says it's a musical. Rock and roll road It's trip. really not. Like, it starts off with our main character going to see this band. And it's like in a the Falcons. Yeah, it's like in a record. Oh, it's Wally and the Falcons. Yeah, and I guess <laughs> it's just like her f- friends of hers or something. And then at they so they play a song, they perform it live on stage. Terribly, and, you know, it's really bad. Yeah. and I was like, uh oh, is this going to be like a diegetic uh, musical where it's bands and stuff playing? Oh, if only it was. <laughs> it's not even that. It's kind of bad. But so then she leaves, and she's going to go follow them, uh, go on tour with them or something. Yeah, the band has their van and stuff like that yeah. well she comes with her friend we have to say and yeah. then uh, so just to set up the fact that when she goes into her fantasy later that people from the real world you know the band That's so right, yeah. the um, van crashes and then they just kind of step out and we're like wait are they hallucinating I guess they are the camera's yeah. zooming in on them she hits her head at some point and so we're led to believe that she's now transported to the magical land of well, Oz she passes out okay so we yeah. go from boring old Australia <laughs> to boring <laughs> old Australia <laughs> It looks exactly this the same. This is like the emptiest uh, movie. Wait, uh, before we talk about the movie, though, yeah, okay. are you guys Wizard of Oz fans? Did you uh, watch it as a kid? I watched it the odd time. And like I was telling you guys. Well, I mean, you saw it theatrically when it first came out, right? <laughs> so I, I did watch it a lot as a kid. I wouldn't say it was like my number one favorite movie or anything. But was it just always on TV? It was, but I think we had one of those like um, VHSs taped off the television mm. uh, of it. And yeah, it, it was just nostalgic for me. We're off to see The Wizard, The, the Wonderful, Wonderful Wizard, Wizard of, of There we go. We were trying to think of what the song yeah, was. There's, yeah, that's the one I forgot, the Yellow Big Road song. But there's actually a lot of great songs in it. It was never a big you know, part a of my childhood. I think I found no. it a little bit dull when I eventually like sat down and watched it. And wasn't a favorite of my parents, so I didn't get to see it a lot. Yeah, I just I was just sort of on TV, and I, you know, as we were watching this movie and uh, The Wiz as well, you guys were kind of filling me in on oh okay, detail. Is, you're like, yeah, you're like it, that's the Wicked Witch of the West, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, you're more of a Pop, James Franco, Sam Raimi's uh, yeah, the Great Oz, the Great and Powerful. That's right, you know that. That was the yeah. one and only uh, Oz movie I <laughs> for you. For me. <laughs> Mila Kunis or go home. <laughs> we got to realize that there's so many of these like Oz movies that do follow that exact formula of, you know. Why? Like, yeah, what is this there is about the this lion story? character? This it's is like, the Tin yeah. Man. This is, and then but they get like, fallen asleep by the poppies. And then it's, it's so it's so formulaic, you know. Yeah. But, it's, but it's just not that exciting either. Yeah, but yeah. this is a this is a fresh uh, present day twist. Oh my god! Rock okay. and roll. So this is like uh, 1976. This is the least rock and rolliest <laughs> rock glam musical I've ever seen because. 
uh, right from the get-go, there is no musical numbers in this film. Two. There's two. One That's at the right. beginning and, and one, one, at one the terrible end on stage. one. And then there's one at the end on stage. And essentially any music in the film is just as the characters walk or drive somewhere. And yeah. oh boy, do they do a lot of this. Yeah, they, they, they got the road trip part right in, in the description. <laughs> yeah. You ever been on a road trip with your parents just sitting in the back seat waiting to get to the destination? Know, it feels like it yeah. taken forever to get there. <laughs> Unfortunately, this movie was uh, really boring. <laughs> but it was very, yeah, really boring. Well, not a lot happens in this movie. Really, nothing say. happens in the, the middle. Only, yeah. like, the only fun end, stuff you know. with this movie is being like, huh, that's from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, so that character, this is like a big mean biker guy. He's supposed to be the Wicked Witch of the East. And he wants to sexually assault. Well, he's like he's like a trucker. Yeah. yeah. He well, wants to sexually assault our hero. He points out uh, that during the car crash she ran over her uh his brother yeah mm-hmm. uh so he's like this sort of mean looking trucker that doesn't really he always kind of pops up you know now and again to say mm-hmm. like oh i'll get you i'm gonna get you yeah. and then he just walks away wait wait, wait. <laughs> this is our perfect opportunity to start doing an australian accent he goes oi who are you yeah who are you can i have your dollar reduce <laughs> you, you ran over my brother brother ado <laughs> is it kind of like is it that movie is it duel where there's like an evil truck yeah, yeah i, I was somewhat film. reminded of that because he's just like peeking <laughs> around corners and over a hill and just then he doesn't do anything he doesn't April, really you're making it sound more exciting than it actually yeah. is. I, they have be in danger of doing well, that. Well, first of all, I have to say, I'm not familiar really with anybody actor-wise in this movie, and I'm sure... Oh, you know, oh. Except, oh, yes, we except, are. except one. So is one of the members... Part? I'm just going to toss this like a piece no, of meat no. to you. No, Oh, it's not my favorite part. Um, <laughs> April's eyes just wide like saucer plates. Well, one of the members of the band, I think he's the bassist or lead guitarist, is Bruce Spence. Uh, so he's probably... Everybody knows him from The Road Warrior. He's the uh, gyro captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was also in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. That's right. As, I guess, a separate character? Yeah, he was an airplane pilot, because that's who they go to at the end and then they fly off yeah and everybody there's still I don't know George Miller's like I don't care I yeah, just like the actor I just wanted to cast him in something else yeah, he's great he's, he's very distinctive he's like also, super gangly also as you pointed out he's in Matrix Revolutions uh, Matrix 3 is the creepy train man mm-hmm. and in uh, Lord of the Rings I think Return of the King hmm. uh, extended cut he's the mouth of Sauron but he is also not the uh, one of the bald headed guys in Dark City. That's Rocky Horror Picture Show's Richard, Richard O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah. It's, well, that's well, a good you, actor. You can't. Wow. Thrown down the gauntlet. Oh my against, God. Uh, Sorry. Well, Bruce Spence is unmistakable. He's like, he's like, I hate Bruce Spence. He's got to be like six foot seven he's or massive. something. Very he's tall, so yeah. tall and he's so skinny and dang. Mm. And he has a very distinctive. But uh, like face. everybody in this movie, he talks in a deadpan. Well, yeah. Uh, he plays the. He plays the scarecrow. So yes. we first meet him. He's like a kind of beach bum surfer dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you but skipped he... over the good witch who was played by a very effeminate um, costume salesman. Yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. supposed to be a thrift store or well, like in a... IMDb in the yeah. credits. He's listed as the good fairy. Yes, that's right. It's highly uh, offensive. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he's but very uh, yeah. So he gives a uh, uh, Dorothy. I guess or she had a different name. No, I think it was, was Dorothy. It Dorothy. No, is this he's pronounced the, in Australian? The, the, uh, Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Dorothy Dude. Dorothy Dingo. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. We have some Australian listeners. Oh, no. Like, the whole concept of the movie is that she wants to go see the Wiz, uh, the Wizard. <laughs> oh, man. I and, wish she went to go see the Wiz. And the Wiz is a. The Wiz is what the Wiz was. <laughs> it's a David Bowie like <laughs> character. And she just sees a poster of him and sees this, hears a song, I guess, and is like, I, I have to go see him. That's <laughs> my, my accent. We don't know why. Uh, we don't know why. Have you never like fallen in love with a Chad Kruger like figure oh, and God. you're like I Chad just need Kruger. to see him in concert yeah I mean I saw Marilyn Manson that was pretty it was a religious experience really Play, yeah. what, what is Satanic. one original uh, Marilyn Manson song that you loved one original yeah original <laughs> Um, Sweet dreams. Nope, <laughs> didn't write that one. Uh, the, the beautiful people. Um, See the guy who did Dragula. <laughs> Antichrist superstar. There's so many. Oh, is there? I don't know. I, My I friend had that sh- album, and he made me listen to it over and over again. Uh, it's a great album. Uh, but yeah, so this film is essentially like the stripped down version of Wizard of Oz with none of the fun or the craziness <laughs> you, or the music. Also, it's no like budget. A stripped down movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's like insane. a movie. Lots like, of walking. They just shot <laughs> a, neorealism, like guys. in real locations, like. A 
at the end, they do make it to the city, which I don't think they say what city it is. Uh, Oz, obviously. Yeah, the Emerald City. But it's just Australia. like, a, it's just a city. The capital of Australia. <laughs> Australia. And like, and Downtown get, Oz. Well, well, you don't just get the feeling that they're getting it like guerrilla style. Like, people are like looking at the camera. Mm. There's, yeah, there's one shot. It's, <laughs> it's like the great. camera uh, probably shooting out the uh, uh, side of a car or something like yeah. that. And they're driving I mean, down the road. And what you do. they pass this gang of bikers with their bikes up on the sidewalk. And the bikers are glaring at the camera. Well, they just like cut the tops of their heads so you can't see their eyes, but they're looking at the camera. Oh, the ones in the back yeah. you can. Oh, they, can? They, can they are looking like April, they kill what's someone. your favorite part? <laughs> okay. I'm, am I allowed to say the musical number at the end? Yes, yeah, you are. Is that, okay, because this is clearly like the <laughs> best part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, there's like two optical effects yeah. and you're all like, whoa! whoa. <laughs> because I mean, because nothing, nothing else in the movie. It's tough because it, it is five minutes in an hour and 40 minute movie. It's like you've been hour you know, 35. starved for a month yeah. and then somebody but, gets I mean, leaned over cool. on your cinema toaster <laughs> and it just like did this effect. Yeah, so it's like that duplicate, I don't know if I can describe it, but they like duplicate <laughs> They duplicated him like 10, 15 times. So every time he moves, it was like a kaleidoscope. Yeah. It looked really cool. And he was wearing like a a very outrageous costume, which was like a G string in the back. And it was like, it was like a bathing suit kind of. And he had rainbow hair. Yeah. He looked like David Bowie. But it was like like a six rate David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. I was reminded of kind of like the velvet goldmine fake David Bowie a little (laughs) bit. Um, and yeah, uh, and I don't really remember that song he was singing, but I'm sure it was okay. I mean, my favorite part was when um, the guy who plays the wizard in this film, as April said, a singer, is taking a shower, and then the lead character goes and sees him, and he opens the curtain, and April, uh, sitting beside me, went, huh, he's behind the curtain. And I went, yeah, that's clever. <laughs> that was my favorite well, part. And then she sees him without his makeup on. Yeah, and he can't sing either. And he's he can't, like, yeah, oh, it's done all electronically. Oh, yeah. oh it's done all electronically. Watch out for my boomerangs. It's, it's all done with <laughs> all done with compute computers. Please forgive us. I, I'm just hounding British. I'm sorry. Colin, what I was apologize. your favorite part? Well, Everyone. I have to say, uh, you know, <laughs> how this, could you pick? This is a road trip, right? So they spend a lot of time in the car driving and <laughs> rocking uh, out. Nothing is going on. Nope. In this car, they're just driving along. It's really like, it's like Tulane Blacktop. You can just like look into time itself <laughs> and reflect on your own exis- existence. Yeah, I think so. Existence. And there's really nothing. Even, <laughs> By David Cronenberg. <laughs> even in the environment, like the locations that they're shooting in, it is like barren. It's not barren. quite It's not quite Mad Max, but it has like really lush. Uh, it's like kind of golden. Yeah, yellowish because she's mm. walking down a road, right? Guys? Yeah, I guess Yellow it's like they're surrounded by farmland land and there's uh, mm. sort of yellow grass yeah, it, looks, it looks really pretty area. but there is nothing to look at mm-hmm. um, except dingoes it's dingoes and they uh, <laughs> they play a dingoes. lot of music on the radio there was a kangaroo on a window and I was like ah a roo <laughs> it's right. just like a drawing of a kangaroo <laughs> oh I thought you yeah. an actual kangaroo no yeah he's like been... hey I started hallucinating <laughs> while watching this film <laughs> Um, we didn't also mention our favorite song in the movie, which, how does yeah. it go again? It's like, oh. going to Oz. It's like, living in the land yeah. of Oz. And that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Living, living in the land of Oz. And over and over living and over and over Living in the land of Oz. Well, my <laughs> favorite like thing it. was actually just like the musical soundtrack that they play throughout the movie. It's actually, no, they have some like... Pretty, some of it was okay. Yeah, they have some pretty uh, cool like rock songs. That. There was I like a funky uh, thing going on. I think it's, uh, the guy's name is Ross Wilson. He's like a famous... Australian magician. Mm-hmm. I was going to say magician. magician. <laughs> oh, man, I wish this movie had a magician. <laughs> stunt rock style. He's magical. Oh, we have to watch Stunt Rock. Oh, we got to watch Stunt okay, Rock, yeah. It's going to be too good. Yeah, there's some catchy tunes, and uh, so... You liar. There's no catchy tunes. Sure there is. Living in the land of us. Some are okay. Um, but there is... <laughs> before they go on their, their road trip, uh, she comes to a road sign, and there's mm, like a yeah, road sign in two right. directions, and one is to a place called Teddy Waddy. <laughs> and Funny the other words. And the other is to Tabangalawala, I think it is. I'm sure those are real places. I'm sure. Have you seen the names in Australia? <laughs> no. No, never. <laughs> oh. All I know from Australia is from that episode of The Simpsons. Oh, Boy, my Prime Minister. <laughs> Uh, my friend Ben, who I used to work with in Toronto, he was from Australia, and this is the, he'd never been outside of Australia before mm-hmm. he worked in Canada, so he'd never seen snow or anything like that. And 
Yeah, it was Did very you're like funny. take him around the sites. You're like, this is poutine. Oh, he loved like f- slipping and falling in the snow when winter came and stuff like that. And we're like, <laughs> no, Ben, you just walk on the side where you know you have traction. Is he oh, like no. a dog or something? Like that? No, he's like, like oh just, yeah, guys, check it out. Colin, he goes, he's oh, like oh, running oh, around in the around snow. The snow. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's great. Rest yeah, in peace. Uh, <laughs> oh, <and> he, <laughs> he slipped and broke he his slipped neck and fell one too many times. No, I thought you were gonna say the your favorite part of the movie was at the end of the movie where, <laughs> where the credits, where after the credits just skipped to the next video, and my cue was the funny dog. Video. Oh, that was the best. So we watched this on YouTube. Yep, uh, Justin, you had a. DVD? Or? I did, yeah, but you were like, ah, I found it on YouTube when I put it in, so like, I'm like, ah, let's just watch well, it. It's kind of easier, easier sometimes because we have the Apple and TV. And April, every 10 minutes, is like, I can't hear anything that they're saying. Yeah, I actually, it wasn't just, you know, like, the heavy accents. The sound mix was really bad, which I don't think would have been any better mm. on the DVD, so I was just like, I just wish I had subtitles, because sometimes <laughs> I really couldn't understand what they were saying, and also, their perf- everyone's performance was so, like, lackluster, and like, half the time, like, our, our our heroine is like frowning and just like looking sad. Well, you would too if you had three guys. So this is the creepiest thing. Oh like yeah, Bruce real Spence. creepy. Well, first of all, Bruce Spence, he's the uh, he's the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of brainless, I guess. But he plays the entire movie like mm, so flat, like yeah. this, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, and he's really, really, really dumb and uh, sort of has no emotion. And then you have, they meet up with the, the mechanic, mechanic, the tin man, mm-hmm. uh, who's like this kind of greaser guy. He's very all, greasy. Yeah, he's like, always literally. In, yeah. And um, and then they meet up with uh, the, the biker, who's the cowardly lion. The cowardly his lion. name's Killer. Yes, Killer. And on the back of his uh, jean jacket, it says uh, the Lions, mm-hmm. the Lions Motorcycle Club. And uh, so he comes, he's all brash, and he's and all like, three uh, of them want to pass around Dorothy. They like all a piece want of a meat. banger. This is and so, they make that clear. Yeah, this is so gross. They're like, oh, is that your Sheila? And he's like, oh, wait, well, wait, not- explain to our listeners what a Sheila is. Uh, a Sheila is, you know, it's a babe in Australian or like girl. Well, well, what's the name for men in Australia? I think it's Bruce. A Bruce. Uh, a Bruce. Bruce. A is shock. In, Bruce is in a Sheila's. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're they're like, oh, is that your Sheila? And it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, I'll take. Her to, to see the whiz and blah blah blah. So they're trying to the outdo whiz. one another uh, mm-hmm. to get this girl alone in their car. And then she and gets kidnapped her. and her top is ripped off. And she's and literally almost raped. This by movie ends the with like an almost rape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he makes her rape. strip, and you know she, the I, top is right. But off. like someone was saying, like that's like uh, nudity. Is it like it had to be in an exploitation movie? It's like we got to get people in to see this somehow. So boobs. It didn't really I mean, have... they got him in with that awesome-looking poster. <laughs> yeah. As far as, like, exploitation, like, there was nothing really... Exploitative. Exploitive about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no violence or, you know, Yeah, no violence. Or, like, I don't know. There, it, it was just, just boring. Nothing really happens. So, <laughs> yeah. she gets the... It, that was kind of a shock at the end. It was like, oh But it's God. not bad, because there's no such thing as a bad movie. Uh, right, guys? It's true. And we did find some enjoyment in this movie... <laughs> It's very, Living very in little. The land of Oz. It's got one good song. It's got a good performance at the end with a really cool costume. Yeah, you should just check out a clip <laughs> of just that uh, that performance at the end of the the movie because that's definitely worth watching. It was it was like a crazy music video. Uh, so the director is Chris. I don't know how to pronounce this. Chris Lofin. Yeah, uh, lots of umlauts on there. Wait, is that how you like say that accent? Umlauts and accents. Mm. Uh, he is Australian, so this is uh, one of the movies. I think it was like partially funded by the uh, Australian government. <laughs> they wanted an Oz of their own. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you're asking if he had a long career after nope. this, no, this is his last feature. Yeah, he supposedly directed some music videos and some commercials. Oh, that makes sense, the um, music video thing. you know. Uh, does it? Yeah, I don't know. We should have put more in this movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> why a little not, bit of that style. Why not actually make it a musical, because this is not a musical. They're that's hard, a, April. That's what it needed, and I think. It like, needed to be a musical, it did. Yeah. As far as like, the idea, I don't think this is a bad idea. It's like, okay, it's like a modern take, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Fine. Just do something like just yeah, something give, needs give to happen. Something. Give me something. Like the poppy field is Dorothy goes on a beach and falls asleep. And <laughs> oh, she's like, no, she, she smokes, smokes a joint. A joint. <laughs> That's right. She's but like, she takes what's one in t- this? tiny I little puff. <laughs> what's in this? Dingo. Oh, I gotta get into character. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And uh, yeah, I mean. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all, folks. Um, There's, yeah, really, I, I could see how uh, maybe in Australia, this is like one of those 
Is it? I, I don't know. It could be. Well, so, I mean, it did get a special edition DVD. Yeah, so you had, by the way. Some, okay, some, there's fans out there. So I'm obviously you have one. Yeah, I'm a fan. No, I never seen it before. This so, could be like, did you just blind buy it then, or did you just show up I think in your you must house? Have gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kurt, stop. Yeah, it just it just materialized. Still in packaging. I'm like, get it away from me. Well, we told you what the request was, and you're like, oh yeah, no, I've, just, I've got the. Special I think it was probably DVD. something I just like ran across at the used bookstore that we have in Toronto. BMB, right. and I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. what's this? Commentary? Mm, yeah, it's mine. That means somebody cared about it. Cool poster. And I probably was like, ooh, rock musical. I'm gonna have to get to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I love rock musicals. Like, Jesus Christ Superstar is like one of my all-time favorite movies, and... Um, but this movie lies to us. It's not a musical. It's true. I don't know. Does it rock say it's opera. Musical? Ooh. No, it doesn't say it's a rock opera, but what if it was? Rock rock opera? A rock opera. Rock what opera. if it was a Rockula? A <laughs> That's a famous a, bad movie. A Dracula rock opera? Yeah, yeah, there's a movie called Rockula, and oh. it was produced by Apple, the Beatles company. I could have sworn Whoa. that was a Rob Zombie song. <laughs> yeah, Rockula. <laughs> Second reference to Dracula for the episode. If you get five, your next Dracula reference oh, is three. three more. I got to work it I, in. I love that song, and I don't care who knows it. Dracula. Yeah. I love that we're finally turning into like FM radio DJs, that we just like hit yeah. the same button or play the same song over and over again. That's what effects. last week's chomps did to us. Yeah. Oh my god! Chomps broke up. Uh, oh, so this is a funny. I tweeted about this, and I was like, "We, we got one of these uh, Apple HomePods for Christmas." And uh, you're like, "Play Dragula." <laughs> no, you can play. Yeah, hey Siri, play what? Don't don't, don't say it, or it'll right talk. <laughs> so I was whistling. No, <laughs> you didn't. Okay. All right, it they they can't hear it. <laughs> they can't Wait. hear us. Hey Siri, stop. Oh, is that the classic applause you always want <laughs> yeah. Siri to play? So. So I was whistling the Chomps theme song. April just looked at me and like, shut up, shut up. I didn't say I'll, shut up. I'll get Siri. I'll get Siri to play the Venom song. And Wait, goes, I thought you liked the Venom song. No, it's such it an gets earworm. stuck in his head. No, I wasn't like... Venom, Venom. Isn't that just, just how it goes? Um, I'm going to know what hit him. Yeah. Venom, 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 Venom. I'm going to go get him. And, and, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Go to the dog no, but park it all just him. It just came to me like instantly. I was just like, I'll play something more annoying. I'll play something worse. I'll, I'll tell it to do. I'll tell it to play Venom. And you're like, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Now we can get Siri to play anything we want whenever we want. We're spoiled. Yeah, and song. Hold on, wait. Hey Siri, play the Chomps theme song. Oh, come on. Power Rangers Dino Charge theme song. <laughs> the Power Rangers Dino Charge. Well, that's what? interesting. I don't know if it'll be picked up on the mics. It's playing the Power Rangers theme song for some reason. Hey Siri, stop, please. Oh, Thank you. Uh, anyway, on to our next movie. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually, I am glad that we watched 20th Century Oz because it pushed us to watch The Wiz, which... I kind of have always wanted to see. It's Me not too. it's not necessarily like a notoriously bad movie, but it definitely had bad reviews when it came out. It did. Well, yeah, it flopped when it came out. Mm. But uh yeah, I hadn't really heard much about it or anybody really talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I uh, mean, I mostly knew it because I really like musicals and it had Michael Jackson and Diana Ross in it. And it was also directed by um, the perfect person to direct a all-black version of uh, Wizard of Oz, Sidney Lumet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, The director of... Twelve Angry Men. That's right. Uh, Network, Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon, and many, many others. The Verdict. Yeah. Those are just the ones I've seen. so he brought, and he wrote the book on directing. That's what it's called. That's on right. Directing. Is that so he could just Did, say that he wrote the book on directing? I guess so. Sidney Lumet. Yeah, that's how you say it. Lumet. Let, let me get it, it out. Lumet. I think it might be Lumet. Um, yeah. yeah, and he directed the uh, Vin Diesel blockbuster. Of oh, Find Me Find Guilty. Me also known as the uh, Vin Diesel in a Wig movie. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's good fodder for this podcast. Mm, so, yeah. yeah this, this movie is crazy. When you just look up the, the credits. Um, produced by Rob Cohen. Mm-hmm. And he was the director of the very first Fast and the Furious movie. Mm-hmm. Another uh, white guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Dragonheart. He was a producer at Universal, uh, which I had no idea about. So he's got a very long history of uh, producing before he went into directing. Yep. And it's also written. written by our favorite, Joel Schumacher. Oh, my God. That's right. He had a career of like doing black-centric films. Because he also really? wrote Car Wash, I believe. Oh. And I don't know if he directed DC Cab, but I think he was involved oh, in it in some DC way. DC Cab. Maybe not. I may be getting my facts <laughs> wrong. But 
so this all white um, creative <laughs> team uh, is going to bring this all black stage production, except for uh, all the music was reorchestrated by Mr. Quincy Jones. Yeah, so right. I think the movie is co-produced by Quincy Jones mm-hmm. and produced by uh, I think it was Motown Productions. Okay, yeah. So Barry Gordy Jr. Uh, who ran Motown. So I think he was the one who like got this going. So I didn't really know that much about the Wiz stage production, and I kind of looked. Uh, it up after we watched the movie and it turns out that the Wiz stage production is pretty much a straight retelling of the Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. uh, the story with new songs and new like we mentioned an yeah. all black cast mm-hmm. but the movie version not only adds more songs but also does a big setting difference is that it's set in like a dirty but still fantastical New York. Yeah, like 1970. I mean, this is 1978. Yeah, 1978, mm-hmm. which really surprised me because I thought that that was also part of the stage play, but it was not. That was something that I think Sidney Lumet and Joel Schumacher brought to the mm-hmm. script. Um, and this is a film that is long. Uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, two hours, I mean, I gotta 14? say, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it needs to be half as long. Mm-hmm. Cut half the songs, and there's, like, dialogue scenes that don't need to be in there. So we got all excited at first, because we were like, is this gonna be an all-singing musical? No, nope. it's not. Uh, no, but... Um, it's got some moments like I, I, there's a lot to like in this movie. There is a I, lot I to really like if you want to highlight like a certain scene. What's your favorite part, Colin? Uh, I've got to say like the production design. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is interesting. So Stan Winston uh, did Ooh. all the special makeup effects. Horrifying makeup on Michael Jackson, who plays a scarecrow in this movie. Uh, I don't know. He's very likable, but he's, it's sort he's of supposed no, no, to makeup. be. Uh, he's got like a lumpy neck. Yeah, he's yeah, got this uh, double scary. chin part that's very, uh, I don't know, lumpy and hey, weird. Look up the Hey, look up the original Scarecrow. It's not that different. Yeah, that's and it. As uh, Colin pointed out, he has a Reese's peanut butter uh, nose. It's like a Reese's peanut butter cup wrapper. That's yeah. the other way around, and it's stuck in that system. And nose. once you hear that, you can never unsee it yeah. every time that he's on screen. Really it's kind of cool. It's like this sort of, uh, I don't know, it's, it goes with the theme of like this mm-hmm. sort of dirty New York, and he's got like a kind of crushed up popcorn container upside down. Down on his head that's like his hat and stuff mm-hmm. like that and he's stuffed with uh it's like old newspapers they like and philosophy and... papers as well because he likes to take them out and oh, like yeah, read right. quotations <laughs> it's almost like they're uh, uh like fortune cookie things mm-hmm. or something like that but and everybody has pretty good makeups and like the uh settings are yeah. often Crows. massive uh, holy shit munchkin land is insane mm-hmm. uh, it's all like graffiti that comes off the wall and then they're yeah. wearing these crazy costumes and start dancing yeah i read it was some like unused new york state pavilion or, huh. or something like that like and, an olympic pavilion of some kind yeah, I, was, I, like, I don't collecting know but dust somewhere yeah exactly Whoa. but it's like this massive structure and you know they put like a it's almost like a playground like, mm. a, uh, like swings and slides not and enough stuff. wicked skateboarding stunts in my opinion yeah they started and you're they like, come yeah. up for like a second and then and it like, goes up yeah because there's ramps and stuff like that yeah and i expected to do some sweet moves but nah it's 1978 you're you're thinking back to like hook and you're like yeah 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 that man forever yeah there's a lot Extreme. of like uh, like glow in the dark, you know, neon, neon, yeah, that looks like Batman Forever, or, yeah, like the black light stuff. Mm-hmm. It was almost like when the scene was happening, uh, it almost seemed like, wow, this could be like a gang in Batman Forever, mm-hmm. yeah, that, uh, that attacks neat. Robin in the alleyway. But there's a lot of like dark sets in this mm-hmm. that. Um, kind of go with that kind of like dingy like New York feel yeah there's like some interesting there's it's always something interesting to look at it doesn't always work like the, not enough fun songs yeah like um like I said about half the songs are really good and then half of them are really boring just really slow and they're like numbers. slow ballads that aren't shot interesting and I know. that's the know. biggest problem with this movie is that for all it's like impressive visual design is that Sidney Lumet seems to like barely be making a movie out of this Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. barely any directorial signature oftentimes musical numbers feels like he put three cameras down he's like i just do it i guess and i'll edit it i'll get a wide a close-up maybe one off from the side like the big musical number uh ease on down the road uh is just on the back of dorothy and michael jackson yeah like doesn't feel purposeful just feels like they're barely catching it with their camera yeah, as just, they're wandering away and do doing a want. bunch of we'll, random you know, dance We'll just moves. tilt the camera up and catch you as you mm-hmm. walk away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nipsey Russell's introduction. So Nipsey Russell plays the Tin Man. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like a, He was a comedian and uh, I think like a poet and talk show or game show host, sorry. Um, he's introduced in like this old Coney Island roller coaster. 
and sings this really slow song and it's the camera is just locked off yeah Yeah. it doesn't even move or do anything i wonder if like sydney lumet was thinking of i guess maybe like classic mgm musicals but he was remembering them incorrectly because that camera's always swooping those vincent minnelli something yeah Yeah. musicals it's very fluid above and around it it wasn't so bad in the munchkin land you know at least the camera was moving around people were moving around yes it's just in other scenes especially just the ones of diana ross like singing or like the ballads just kill it because the camera's just kind of sitting there watching them yeah i can understand maybe his idea was like i don't want the camera to get in the way of their performances i guess but you just it's just not yeah, interesting enough, though. I think Sucks that's the energy. what happens when you get a, a an actor, sorry, a director who is used to filming actors in probably smaller spaces mm-hmm. and dramatic performances. I, I I wouldn't think you would know like what to do. I mean, like, but yeah, just look at Twelve Angry Men, though. That's like in mm-hmm. one room, and it's yeah. constantly dynamic. Like mm-hmm. it never gets dull in the way that it almost feels yeah. that Sidney Lumet was like, ah, you know, the setting will do it for us. Just yeah, put the I back. wonder why he ended up on this project because he just doesn't seem suited for it. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, or- <laughs> John Badham was originally supposed to direct this. Journeyman oh. John Badham himself. Yeah. The wait, he was. What was he most famous for? Uh, uh, Saturday he- Night Fever. That's what he's most famous for. Did he really direct that? Yeah, he directed Saturday Night Fever. Uh, he directed War Games, Blue Thunder, mm-hmm. and, and he was known with like John Frankenheimer later in his career as a like journeyman. I see. He, like anyone can do it, and I think Sidney <laughs> Lumet is often considered kind of like that journeyman guy. Like yeah. he could do anything. And that after John Badham walked because they wouldn't cast uh, I think he the wanted, original uh, yeah performer from the Wiz yeah and I think Barry show. Barry Gordy Jr. had brought on that girl from the Broadway show uh, mm-hmm. and had signed her and then Diana Ross I think it, it essentially forced her way onto it because yeah. she's like I want to do this mm-hmm. and she was 33 at the time and everybody was saying she was too old for the role which you know in retrospect maybe they were right well I mean she gives a very manic performance uh, she's, she's not very good in this she's I'm not sorry Miss Ross she's flailing her arms yeah, all over the place she's not very good and she always looks it's like me or you trying to dance beside yeah, Michael beside Jackson. Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Anybody yeah. would, anybody no, would yeah. look bad. But she goes from like zero to a hundred in a second all yeah. the time and she just keeps like grimacing. She <laughs> has this hysterical look on her face. It's like, like a maniacal laugh. Almost. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's not very fun to watch and her costume or outfit is very grubby I thought of that. She's wearing the most ugly costume and I get it. She's That's supposed to point. be like plain and she's, you know, she's downtrodden. She's down on her luck. She, her mom is saying, or her aunt, aunt, whatever, Aunt May. Auntie M. Aunt May. And then Diana Ross was bitten by a Saying, get out of the house, you know, get and go start your life Get and, you know, but yeah so she was the one yeah. um uh, she contacted rob cohen at universal and said i think he contacted uh uh quincy jones and barry gordy and said like we'll finance the movie only if diana ross can star mm, so, uh, and then yeah. john badham was like fuck this i'm out so he and left Lumet's like ah, can i get a paycheck <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i think I mean, rob cohen actually hired him but yeah so i think uh Sidney Lumet was probably just like, oh, I, maybe I've never done a big musical before. Yeah, Why not? Yeah. I, I've read some kind of interviews with him about the project, and he said it was very difficult, especially working with the visual effects people. Oh, yeah. Who, like, the smallest visual effects, like, they would make it so overcomplicated. And right. he's like, why can't I do it like this? And they're like, no, no, we got to do it, like, so it looks real. Right. And that was, like, a big stumbling block to him. And I think the set design, the costumes may have resulted in the way that it's filmed, which is just, like, mm-hmm. a tired man being like, oh, uh, just film it. Just we film got it. it. We got something. Yeah, There's it is. One moment where I was like, oh, I wish the camera would move, and then suddenly the camera started moving. Yeah, and someone like kicked it, like it jerked. Yeah, it was kind it of was... wobbling a bit as yeah. as it did. Just like, right. yeah, it was like well. a dolly move. <laughs> um, but speaking of the special effects, I know I said like Stan Winston uh, did the special makeup effects, and this was I think the first time he ever met Michael Jackson, and I think they were lifelong friends after mm-hmm. this, which led to the classic <laughs> music video, Monster. Through oh ghosts. no, ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Monster. Ghost. Yeah, Ghost was like a music video slash short film. Yeah, so the way uh, Ghost happened was that it was supposed to be directed by Mick Garris. And he directed, I think, two weeks on it. And they said it was the biggest budget. It was like $30 million or something like that. And then Michael Jackson just disappeared. And they couldn't get hold of him. Was he a ghost? Yeah, he turned into a ghost. (laughs) He ghosted. And then um, like months or maybe even a year later, Michael Jackson called Mick Garris up. And he's like, I'm not doing a Michael Jackson voice. Um, He's like... (laughs) Hey, could you come and <laughs> and uh, record, uh, finish the ghost music video? And McGarris was like, "No, like 
thank you very much, yeah. but like just, I can't just drop everything to come do this for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And Stan Winston's like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and think, he ended and, up directing yeah. that Ghost music video. Yeah, uh, which Pumpkinhead I, Ghost. I think those are Stan Winston's credits, right? Does he have any other feature directorial credits? Uh, directorial. He did a gnome named Norm. <laughs> He did? He did. No. Yeah. Wait. Okay. I'm not thinking of, what was that like series of VHS where it was a Saturday Night Live comedian who played like... Oh, not Dorf. Dorf. No, you're thinking of Dorf. What is Dorf? (laughs) Call and explain it to me. Because I would see it on VHS shelves. It's like, Dorf goes golfing. No, Dorf was Tim Conway. He was a character that Tim Conway played, and he basically just like... On Saturday Night Live? No, no. He was on the Carol Burnett show. Okay. And uh, he'd basically just be on his knees. Yeah, and he and he, put, he, put shoes, he put shoes on his knees. That was a classic gag every child did. But there was like, I would look at the video store and there was like seemingly a hundred dwarf videos. I would videos. see the ads all over TV. <laughs> oh, Order no. now. Get the, Dolph, the dwarf catalog. Dwarf catalog. <laughs> like, did he do a funny voice? Or I have I, no... I, I can't remember. I think he was like a kind of like an old guy that was like really short and he was kind of like an idiot or something. Because like I would look at him like, what is dwarf? Yeah, it, funny name. Hey. I don't we, know if I need to watch some golf, though. Uh, I think maybe we should uh, watch some dwarf movies. <laughs> no, we should watch a gnome named Norm, which looks like a really, really bad I'm movie. Pretty and then sure dwarf? Anthony Michael Hall? In yeah, the it's Anthony Michael Hall. No, 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 Hall we talked about this. And a, and a, a, a Stan Winston creation, right? Maybe yeah. a triple bill. It would have to be a gnome named Norm, dwarf, <laughs> and footsteps. Oh, no, footsteps? tiptoes. 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 <laughs> Footsteps oh might God. be a better... Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, no. Tiptoes, tiptoes is supposed, is supposed to... to... <laughs> you know who directed Tiptoes, right? Uh, oh, I can't no. remember his name. It's a guy who okay. did Freeway, Freeway, which is a crazy film. He was friends with Richard Elfman, and they worked on The Forbidden Zone together. You guys ever seen that movie? No. Oh, no. The Forbidden Zone is crazy. It's like... Um, <laughs> It's a like uh, wacky. It's supposed to look like an old Fleischer cartoon from the '30s, which means that there's a lot of blackface at the beginning of oh, it. Oh no! But it's a film all um, starring like Oingo Boingo and like Richard Elf- uh, Danny Elfman plays the devil, what? and it's like a musical. Hmm. And it stars um, who's our favorite friend from um, Dorf? No, not Dorf. <laughs> Speaking of little people, uh, I can't say his name. He was on what's that? Imagination Island. Oh, Fantasy, Fantasy Island. Island. Yeah. Hervé Villachez. Yeah, Hervé Villachez stars yeah. in the film as I as he, and he's in a relationship <laughs> like with um, I can't think of her name. Uh, this is the Trying to Remember the Forbidden Zone <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Anyway, it's not a bad movie, but it would be a good one to talk about on the show. I'm shocked you guys haven't heard about it. No. Movie. It's I, one of uh, no, Emily, uh, my partner and April's friend's favorite movies. Really? I introduced it to really? her when we started dating. Yeah. Wow. No, I haven't even heard of it. Maybe she just tells you that it's her favorite because you introduced <laughs> yeah, it to her. Yeah, that's right. Oh, like Justin, my favorite. I love going to Boingo, so that's why. It okay. has like crazy visuals in it. Wow, I've yeah, never How heard do we get to Dorf and uh, I, don't need to, I, I have don't no know. idea. Forbidden we'll have zone. to go back. Oh, it's probably through Stan Winston. Uh, something like that. Yeah, so yeah. Well, Stan anyway, Winston did the effect for Brinzo. This is kind now. of related to Stan Winston, but there's all these this could be my favorite thing. There's a lot of oh, weird there's a lot of weird surreal things in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, there is. Like there's a scene where they go down into the subway and garbage cans mm. just grow teeth and start like following them and like uh, giant bi- biting. puppets. Yeah, like little puppets become giant puppets and then these subway pillars, like the pillars inside the the subway station which break apart and then there's all these like wires and weird stuff like coming out of it and, and they're they again chasing like chasing them. them like it's a surrealist nightmare and I mean that had to be all like Stan Winston creating and puppeteering these I, things I would guess right? so and uh, maybe Stan Winston just did makeup effects so. he may have just done the makeup it said special oh. makeup so it may have been um, somebody else oh. but then he did the remember the the munchkins coming out of the wall they look like kind of graffiti paintings that was like scary that was really <laughs> cool that was really yeah. cool so my favorite part I'm gonna need Colin's help on this <laughs> who did the map paintings on the movie? Oh, Albert Whitlock. Who is most famous for doing the ones in uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. The Thing, there's that famous uh, uh, map painting of them overlooking the UFO mm-hmm. that's in the ice. Yeah, it's pretty. Because uh, there's a lot of cool map paintings in this movie. Really, really good mm-hmm. ones. Like, really impressive ones. Like, they're walking down and you, uh, uh, down, I don't know what bridge. They walk down, like, every famous the New Brooklyn York bridge. Bridge. Yeah. The Brooklyn Bridge, yeah. And in the background, you see, like, five Chrysler buildings that yeah. they're going towards. I'm seeing devil. Ten Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> there's a really good one of like the Emerald City um, that also is like there's like a silhouette of the bridge on that in that shot too like yeah the Emerald- it has like a roller coaster all yeah, the way around that New too. York the Emerald City is like a cool idea is it like everyone's wearing 
like a specific color. Like there's a red musical number, then there's a green musical number, yeah. then there's and like then a gold. yellow musical number. Yeah. But it's still kind of half-assed and like it's a little too long. Well, the thing is, it's kind of it takes place at the base of the Twin Towers, mm-hmm. so it's right in the kind of I don't know where like, Homer Simpson was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Simpsons be, again. <laughs> yeah, it would be Ground Zero these days. Do you days. watch anything else, April? <laughs> no, <laughs> but like we were just talking about how like it they really shot there. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. It, well, you and yeah, Joe, I was like, it's got to be a set. It, I know, because you, you would look think in the background, so. as Colin pointed out, and you yeah. see the trees in the back. They're, yeah. they're swaying in the wind, and I'm like, my God, they blocked off this whole area. You know, it was probably something like we have three hours to shoot, so that's why the musical numbers look the way that they do. It's which a, is yeah, like, so. just, just got to do it, yeah. Because yeah. the most dynamic musical number is the one when they kill the Wicked Witch, who only shows up for like three scenes. Yeah, uh, the, one the scene, really. And that one, the camera's moving around, and there's mm-hmm. a little bit more choreography, and that's because it's in a locked off set right. that yeah. they're shooting it, and they get to do the big jubilant. Uh, a brand new day Waiting musical number. For a brand new day. That's a new day. That's a great number, and it's mm-hmm. like a huge big dance. Kind of just keeps going. It's very catchy. I was like, we spend more song about a brand. Uh, we spend more time with about a brand new day than we spent with the Wicked Witch. Yeah, it's yeah. true. The Wicked Witch. I think you just meet five minutes before this mm-hmm. happens. Then she gets killed. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. The, so the Wicked Witch is like running a sweatshop, and then there's all these like slaves making something. I guess she says it at some point. But so they do an entire <laughs> musical number, and then they all take off their costumes, so they're all wearing their underwear, and then they and then they, and then they keep going, and then they just do they the song dancing, more and more yeah. and more. And it's it, it it it's definitely like a spectacle to but see. Speaking of spectacle, we uh, miss the climax of the film where you meet the Wiz himself, oh, a coked yeah. out Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. That's right. <laughs> oh man, Richard Pryor is just friggin' wow. like, improving his way through the scene. Yeah. The camera barely following him, mumbling and he's screaming his cr- crazy eyes. Richard Pryor. Yeah. But you kind of see him originally. You see him briefly before they kill the Wicked Witch. He sends him out, and it's this giant. Richard Pryor head it's like a silver <laughs> yeah, head right. big robo head uh, with spotlights coming out of the eyes and then he shoots f- multicolored flames mm-hmm. out of his mouth and it's you know terrifying to look at and then uh, uh, the second time they come in through the back door and he's just some dude yeah, sleeping, sleeping on a couch in a in house a coat robe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like I'm a fraud and you know you've all seen the Wizard of Oz yeah just imagine it like way more energized he's like I got so many yeah. ideas you know maybe I can start a band or but something like that but he's just like really like pathetic and then like Diana Ross is the one that ends up like pumping everybody up in the end and being like, you know what, Scarecrow, you are smart, and Tin Man, you do have a heart, and Cowardly Lion, you are, um, you have. You're shit, just get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) You're courageous because he saves them a lot. We forgot to mention this really weird thing that happens at the end of the movie where she meets another witch. Oh, it's the, the. Good witch? That's not the good witch because the good witch was a different character at the beginning. Who knows? The numbers but lady, yeah. This lady is like oh, yeah. suspended in space. It's Lena with, Horn. It's Lena Horn. With yeah. floating babies. Oh yeah. And then I, I don't made a joke. I'm like, one of them is stapled on the, uh, against the wall at the back. And April's like, no, it's not. And then she it like looked, looked at it. Looked it looked like it was. And I realized it wasn't moving. So I think that they just had a couple of ones that were just stapled to the wall. It was a Stan Winston creation. And yeah. then some wow. were like hung from wires, real babies. They were, they're real, real children. Babies. Yeah, they, they were looking... feel any better. They're not babies anymore. They're yeah. men. They're probably dead. <laughs> yeah, they're probably dead. Yeah, and just so, like Toto. Just, yeah, <laughs> this woman sings a song and she uh, gives this outrageous performance. Yeah, she's really good. And, for and it. it's like face straight on, dead to camera. That's a lot and of that. then Diana Ross sings a song in the exact same straight setup. Straight to camera. And this yeah. is like. Right at the point where man, it's like two hours. This is over the two hour like, mark, come on, like, and she and sings a song straight to camera. And she in starts one... crying, and it's like emotional. But it's just like we're done. We were done like three, yeah, it, <laughs> three it's acts like ago. No cuts. Three acts. Because remember, you were like, well, we did the thing where we're not supposed to check how much time is left, and because we were at the what we thought was the end, because. They met the wizard for the first time. And I joked. Yeah, I think there's 45 like, oh, minutes left. No, I said I think there'll be 45 minutes left and there's 47 minutes left because you were like, what else could happen? But I was like, I remember a sweatshop scene <laughs> and that whole scene hadn't happened yet. So yeah, there was 47 it's minutes It's kind left. of like a running joke whenever somebody asks how much time is left in the movie and we check it. It's, it's always 45 it's minutes. Always a lot. But it's like yeah. they finally get to meet the wizard and there's still 47 I mean, minutes the left of, of this movie. Well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because you think about it, we're like, much time left. Well, at that point, we're like, we haven't even met the the Wicked Witch. I think the Wizard of Oz is only about 90 minutes. Like, it's pretty short. Really? It's not like an epic. Yeah. I have no idea, but I'm guessing it's not much longer than that. Oh, my God. I would Um, expect that to be like way over two hours. I don't think movies back then were long yet. Wasn't that Uh, before? They were. They were. Wasn't that Uh, before, though, like the big epic, like like three hour stuff like that? That was before they hadn't invented Marvel movies back then. Mm -hmm. Marvel movies didn't get it. (laughs) Judd Apatow films did. It's so funny. No, he was he was like the comedy two hours. Can you mm. imagine if you like sat down and watched like Fletch and it was two hours long? Oh, no. man. This is why I'm loving going back and rewatching all these old like classic like horror. <laughs> like we just watched Night of the Creeps the other night for mm-hmm. the first time. They're rarely over an hour minutes. and a half. Ninety minutes. Why would they be over? Why would any movie have to be over eighty five minutes? Yeah, and then no <laughs> movie has to. Be. Night man. of the Creeps. I read that they actually reshot like some like action. They didn't think they had enough action, so like that scene in the shed that was all done after the fact okay. so it, it could have <laughs> yeah. was actually shorter and then That's they, they added they added some well even some the funny thing about that movie was 90 minutes but it felt like padded out like oh mm. there's nothing really happening it does and it's like night yeah. of the creeps does yeah, yeah. you're like oh. anyway would you all recommend night of the creeps i would oh, yeah definitely. for sure <laughs> definitely yeah. great that amazing scene where uh, he's sitting down and he's listening to his friend who's like I walked for the first time. <laughs> and it's Is one long shot. Yeah, and it pushes in. Yeah. And Fred Decker, who I met at a screening of Night of the Creeps, said that like in that scene, the kid has to react emotionally. Fred Decker put like Holocaust like photos. Oh my god! Whoa. So the kid had to like look up at it, so he's crying. Oh, All right, no. yeah, well, that's our Night of the Creeps episode. Of <laughs> All no right, bad movie. wasn't wasn't he at the Predator screening that we went to? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he, I didn't know who he was at the time, but we were like. Five feet away from him. Him and Shane Black <laughs> did a little like uh, intro for Predator, yeah. and then signed my DVD Justine and <laughs> said, "Whoops, sorry, that's my uh, cousin's name." And then scratched it off, uh, scratched off the E, and just gave it to me. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Uh, did, did you have anything more to say about the Wiz? I don't nope. Know. I mean, uh, there was a lot of good stuff. Uh, we in made it. no urination jokes. What a wasted I opportunity! Oh, I, I, it's so long that you'll have to take a Wiz. <laughs> what are you like, Gene yeah. Shallot? Hey, I'm just trying to get her. Gene <laughs> Shallot. Here's my oh, review. Oh, with your mustache and glasses. <laughs> I'm Gene Shalit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great Gene Shalit. This movie's so long, you're going to have to take a whiz. <laughs> you know, Gene Shalit was still doing reviews like five years ago. He's like I, I, 90 he, years he old. Oh, my God. Dressed up in a parka, and it's like, you'll be willing to be frozen to check out the new Disney film. Frozen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Eugene Levy did a great Gene Shalit on did he? SCTV. What? Yeah. How was Gene Shalit popular enough that he was parodied so much. I don't know. He was like a major on, character what, on the critics. On what TV movie reviewers did you know? Like back uh, in the Ebert, day, Siskel and, and Ebert. Uh, you know the classic Roper and Ebert, Rex no, Reed. Ebert, Ebert and Roper. Rex Reed. I don't. God. I really I know get Gene Shalit and Rex Reed confused. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Rex Reed is the cattier one. He's the cattiest and like has the worst taste. Oh, in he's me. still around too, and he's terrible. He's wretched. Yeah. Wretched. Um, so The Wiz is available pretty much everywhere. It's a well-known movie. We rented it on iTunes. Yeah, it was on iTunes. Yeah, uh, uh, there's probably like a Blu-ray of it. And 20th Century Oz is available on DVD yep, as a special edition. And um, I type it on YouTube looking for a trailer. Mm, maybe the full version will come up. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know it, it might, any of those things. It might be removed. Um, but, By us. Yeah. <laughs> or now no. We have enjoyed it. No one else can. <laughs> no, the guy who uploaded it's like, one view. <laughs> I will oh. say, though, to uh, our Patreon don- donator, Elizabeth's credit, a lot of people like this movie. Yeah, so maybe we're on As the- like a funny bad movie. We didn't really, uh, it didn't really hit the mark with us, right. but- I'm a better person for experiencing <laughs> Yeah. It. Well, like, a, like I'm saying, it's it. probably, I could see it being like a big thing in Australia. It might be a cultural disconnect. Just like there's some Canadian movies. <laughs> oh, it's, like the, it's the going brew. down the road or whatever. Of- whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't bring going down the road into this. Going down the road is a classic. <laughs> it's a classic Canadian film, but it's one of those things that I think- uh, No, it's like it, the things of uh, Australia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is universal. How dare you compare both of them? Uh, I'm just I saying it's a cultural thing. Podcast. Yeah, we should. We should. All Canadian episodes. We should. I've only seen it once. And not nearly uh, enough I've seen times. it once and I was very drunk. Yeah. Oh, were you? Yeah. And you haven't really experienced it, which you have to do stone cold Sp- speaking, sober. Speaking right. of which, he saw it uh, uh, at the WTF Film Fest many years ago. I think it was like two or three years ago. Yeah. And that's happening soon in Toronto. At our endurance marathon. Which uh, we're not yeah. doing this year. They're not doing it, but it's a film festival 
festival that's happening at the I think it's the first weekend in March in Toronto, and you will see really really weird but fun movies there. Like if so you live in Toronto, out. I really hope you can come down to this because we always show movies every single year that just don't exist after we screen yeah, them. Like you can't get them. You'll never see them. Like again. Space Breakers, which I love. Yeah. Uh, played three or four years ago, still hasn't been released. Really? Yeah, it's like mostly new movies that are like unreleased, but there's some, a couple of older ones too. Like yeah. remember Anchor Zone <laughs> from yeah, last Anchor year? Zone, Canadian <laughs> film. We're doing a Brett Piper film this year uh, of, of Triclops fra- uh, fame. Oh, that's who that is. We're doing I said Battle for the Lost Planet. Oh, that it's one. Like second film. Yeah, yeah mm. that looks pretty cool. It's it like is a lot, it's a lot of good fun. like model like Star Wars y models and monster stop motion monsters. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's called the What the Film Festival. I can't call it the WTF. And uh, where yeah. is this happening? The Royal Cinema. It's happening Cinema. at the Royal Cinema and in it's Toronto. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think March 1st is the first Yeah, I think it's March. that weekend. Mar- yeah, March 1st. Oh, the, the, so much the, stuff. The first weekend. Buy an all-access pass so you can see all, ooh, I think it may be seven movies. Yeah, because it's also, like two on Friday, and then there's like three, I think, on Saturday yeah, and Sunday. Yeah, well, I mean, the Friday is a four-hour movie that we're starting with. Counts what? as two movies. A Bread Factory. A Bread Factory. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to try and go to that. <laughs> Supposedly, it's really good. Okay. Um, the programmer, Peter Kaplowski, who does Laser Blast with me, said that it was his favorite movie of the year. Wow. I haven't had a chance it's to It's all like it one big four. It's all one big four-hour movie. Oh, and man. James Marster, everyone's favorite, Spike from Spike Buffy. Spike from Buffy. Probably oh, a very small role. Engine and Garofalo. Yeah, she is actually the star in it. We're also playing a Mickey Reese film uh, who I've talked about before. I don't know if I did it on this podcast, but he's a filmmaker who's made like 25 features essentially just for himself. And uh-huh. they're like Steven Soderbergh-ish, like all across all types of genre, all with the same like friends. And we're playing yeah, his new film. Yeah, you've mentioned him before. And he's going to be there. He's coming down oh, for cool. the screening. So oh, that'll nice. be a lot of fun. That's yeah, I might strike, check him out. Uh, my dear mistress is what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw the trailer for yeah, that Yeah, we watched all the trailers. Anyway, check that out. And uh, if you want to send uh, us an email, you can email us at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And you can tweet at us at, uh, at no such thing pod. And if you want to uh, enter the bad movie lottery and be a winner, just like the one we had this episode, uh, you can donate at the $2 level. And if you want to donate at the $5 level, you'll get a Patreon uh, episode every two weeks. What's next week? Um... I think it's Venom. Venom, <laughs> Venom, 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 yeah. Venom, Venom, Venom. So that'll be out a week from uh, hey, when Siri, this episode play the drops. Venom song. No, stop, <laughs> she's, Siri. she's not gonna do it. Yeah. She, she, she said, "Let's hear Venom." And she said Venom like that. Yeah. Siri, stop. Hey Siri, stop. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think you can hear it. Hey Siri, stop! Oh my God, it won't stop playing the Venom song. <laughs> okay, okay, there, there we go. go. There we go. Um, and also, uh, my Twitter is at April Atmansky, and I'm also on Instagram. You can reach me on Twitter at Declu J D E C L O U X, and then a letter J on Letterbox. I'm Justin Declu. I uh, watch a lot of movies, so if you want to keep track with weird stuff that nobody else reviews. You should check out my letterbox. And you can also listen to me every week on the Important Cinema Club podcast. Uh, that's, uh, I don't know what it is. Important Cinema Club dot com. You can get to it. Just, uh, just search Important Cinema yeah, Club. Yeah, it'll come find it. And I'm on Twitter at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And uh, I think the same on Instagram mm-hmm. or something like that. And if you want to see Colin in the flesh, you can check him out on Red Letter Media. He's in a lot of videos. Oh, yeah. We just we just shot one for, uh, well, we didn't just shoot it, but uh, a top, year ago. A top secret review. <laughs> one just we, came out. We shot a year ago, pretty much. If we did videos, what would you want it to be, Colin? Just, if we did videos? Yeah, for No Such Thing as a Bad Movie. Costumes, I assume. Sketches of some sort. <laughs> oh, we'll have a sketch comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no such thing as a bad sketch. sketch. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oof. Improv. Yeah. That sounds dreadful. Um, but yeah, check out that video. If you can, check out What the Film Festival. Uh, check out our Patreon. And uh, keep <laughs> keep watching movies. I'm April Edmansky. Man, we're asking a lot of them. Uh, I'm Justin McClue. <laughs> I'm Colin Cunningham. And there's no such thing as a bad movie. Keep watching movies. Yeah, Be watching one watching right movies. now. I like how you ended that. You're like, keep watching movies. Be watching a movie now and watch another one right after that. Yeah, keep watching them because there's no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs>